at the end of every class, I felt like a completely new man. Like I felt like I could take on the world. That's how incredible these classes were. They just totally rejuvenated me, energized me, and gave me this confidence in myself. You're listening to Stand Out, Get Noticed, the show that helps you communicate with confidence so you can stand out from the crowd and get noticed by all the right people. To subscribe to the show, go to thecmethod.com. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to episode 89 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. My name is Christina Cantors, communication skills speaker, coach, and the host of this show. I'm super excited to introduce you to my guest this week, Justin Stenstrom. Justin is a nationally acclaimed life coach, author, entrepreneur, and speaker. He is the founder of EliteManMagazine.com and the host of the Elite Man podcast on iTunes. In fact, if you go and listen to the Elite Man podcast, you may very well hear yours truly sharing some tips about confidence and speaking there too. So make sure you go check it out. Now, Justin used to be anxious, insecure, depressed, and unhappy, but he overcame many of life's greatest obstacles and now loves nothing more than helping others to do the same. In this episode, Justin shares how he initiated his journey of self-actualization that changed his entire mindset and how you can do it too. He shares his confidence tips and we also delve a bit into hypnosis and how tapping into the unconscious mind can influence your actions. Really, really fascinating stuff. But before we get to that, I have a very exciting announcement. I have officially launched my book, The Confidence Blueprint. Finally. Oh, I'm so excited. If you have done the Small Talk Made Simple class and have been wanting an easier way to access the lessons, it is now available with a whole bunch of new content as well. The Confidence Blueprint contains 14 lessons to help you be more confident and effective when meeting new people, making small talk and explaining what you do. So if you freeze up and forget what to say when asked, what do you do? If you're afraid of sounding arrogant or boastful when talking about yourself, if you feel squeamish at the thought of self-promotion, if you wish you didn't have to network and make small talk at work and events, if you have difficulty maintaining conversations with others, or get nervous and ramble when talking to clients and important stakeholders, then the Confidence Blueprint is for you. It's available in PDF, EPUB, and Kindle formats, all in the one bundle, Plus, I've recorded all the lessons, so they're available for you in audio format too, and that's all included in the bundle. So if you prefer to listen to my dulcet tones rather than read, there's a version for you too. Oh, and I've also made three bonus videos to go along with the bundle. Three bonus videos on how you can further reduce your nerves and build up your confidence when you're out and about talking to people. Now, because you are an awesome podcast listener, I'm giving you 50% off the Confidence Blueprint bundle. Simply go to thecmethod.com slash blueprint50 to get 50% off. That's thecmethod.com slash blueprint50. Now, only podcast listeners are getting this discount as well as people who sign up to the Small Talk Made Simple class. So make sure you jump on it. So that's my exciting announcement for the week. Okay, now let's meet Justin Stenstrom. (music) 
Justin, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. So I had to listen to your show and you say that your podcast is one of the most captivating shows in iTunes. Does this mean that this is going to be one of the most captivating conversations I have on this show? Absolutely. This will be the most captivating <laughs> podcast episode after its release on iTunes. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Well, well, we'll get some feedback from the listeners and see if that <laughs> see if that holds true. So, you run the Elite Man podcast and also the Elite uh, Elite Man magazine, an online resources for guys helping them to become better in all aspects of life, so it seems. And a lot of the content you feature on the podcast and on the blog is related to confidence. Now, from listening to your show, you, you seem like a confident guy. So, I just wanted to know how do you define confidence? Uh, confidence is definitely the way people carry themselves. And there's a number of ways to, to demonstrate confidence, but it's really about, um, how you express yourself to the world. And I think the, the best way to kind of define confidence is to also say that everybody has confidence within them already. And I know we kind of, we'll probably dive into this a little more about some of the ways to get confidence or, you know, how to get confidence fast or like techniques and stuff. But the, the biggest sort of takeaway, if, if you learn nothing else from this interview at all, it's that you already have confidence in you right now. Everybody has, I, I mean, I've been teaching guys hundreds, even thousands of guys for the last four or five years now on, on gaining confidence and overcoming fears and, um, things like that. And I've yet to find one person who has zero confidence in everything they do. Mm. Well, the way I see it, it's if you had zero confidence, you wouldn't even be reaching out to someone for help because you would have no confidence to do that because even that requires confidence. Absolutely. And uh, a quick little example of what I like to tell people too about this, like, you picture, say, like, uh, you know, video game guy, like, for instance, these are a lot of the guys I work with, by the way, too. So I don't want to like, say, like, you know, pretend like I'm picking on these guys or anything. Cause it, there's some of the, the greatest guys like in the world, nicest guys, friendly, great people. Uh, but picture like a video game nerd, you know, sort of like, um, I don't know what they're playing these days, Call of Duty. Um, you know, he's spending eight, 10 hours a day sitting, you know, alone or whatever, um, just playing video games all day. And you put him into like a social environment, go to a bar, a nightclub, a, a networking event, a business meeting. He's probably not going to have incredible confidence in that business meeting, in that social environment, in that club, whatever. Um, but in his environment, in his element of playing that game all day, he's incredibly confident. You take another guy just like him, put those two guys in the same room. They're probably going to be um, laughing talking about the game, talking about strategies, techniques. Um, they're probably even going to be trash talking a little bit like they do. Um, so these guys have incredible confidence in their element, in their um, environment. They just got to figure out how to then transfer that into other areas, like how to then take that confidence that they have and the mannerisms and the way they act when they're in their, in their zone, in their environment, and then, and then um, bring that about, resurface that in other areas of their life. Mm. Absolutely. And I'd love to talk more a bit later about how, like, how people have confidence in one area and what, like, why they do and why they may not have confidence in another area. But yeah, I think that is so true. And I think a lot of people listening to this will recognize an area of their lives where they will have confidence and then areas of their lives where they may not have confidence. And even if you think that you don't have confidence in general, just think about what you did this morning. Did you get up and brush your teeth with confidence? Were you confident that you could put that pair of pants on? 
right? Were you confident in, mm. in doing your hair? And it's little, like even simple things like that. The fact that you've just gone and done them, obviously you've had confidence in yourself to be able to do that. So I think if you can recognize that, that's really, really important. So Justin, have you always had this level of confidence? No, actually I've, I've had probably the majority of my life where I've had little to no confidence. I didn't real, well, you know, I should say that after kind of stating that everybody has confidence, I had confidence, you know, in a couple areas of my life, but overall the majority of, of the areas of my life, I had little to no confidence. Like I didn't express myself well. I didn't have conversations with people um, that were good conversations. I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't have a dating life, a social life. So no, for a majority of my life, actually, um, I was without confidence and I didn't know how to get it. How far back was that? Probably about eight, nine years ago where I kind of, you know, put my foot down and decided I was going to get confidence. And then after that point, I developed this um, skill because because it is a skill. It's like anything else. The more you practice it, the better you get at it. Like even doing an interview um, like this or giving a speech like I give from time to time in front of hundreds of people, like those things were totally foreign to me and, and something I could never imagine myself doing eight, nine years ago. Mm. So how old were you when you made that change, when you made that decision? Uh, about 17, 18 years old. Okay. And what was the turning point? Like what was, was there a series of events? Like what happened that made you realize I have to make a change here and start improving myself? Yeah. So the, the biggest turning point in my entire life was um, just before this period, a couple months before that, where I'd been getting anxiety, panic attacks. I was very depressed to the point where I was actually suicidal, um, contemplating suicide all the time. And my life was just a complete mess. Like I was in the biggest hole, the biggest rut, and I just didn't know how to get out of it. This lasted for about six months where it was really, really bad. And then I put my foot down for that and decided I was going to end my panic attacks. Like I was going to figure that out, get my sort of mind back together, my, my well-being together. Um, and I just went on this self-help journey, like this self-discovery of figuring out all these big problems in my life, like the anxiety, the panic attacks, the depression, the no confidence, the, the zero friends in social life. I fig I decided I was going to figure these out and tackle them one at a time. And the first thing I decided to tackle was the anxiety and the depression. And I, you know, just started researching everything under the sun from guys like Tony Robbins, Eckhart Tolle, Paul McKenna, you know, the self-help legends. Um, you know, just A to Z from everybody under the sun, um, just started practicing and trying everything I could find. And, you know, it took a little while. It took probably a few months before I started seeing some traction. Um, but that was really when I kind of started to uh, slowly get myself out of the hole. And then after that, I started gaining confidence little by little. Mm. Just out of curiosity, what was, if you don't mind me asking, what was causing the anxiety attacks or the panic attacks? It's a great question. I actually get asked that all the time. And uh, to be 100% honest, I don't know specifically what it was for sure. But I, I can take a pretty educated guess and say that um, looking back, I think it had been uh, so at, coming out of like middle school, grammar school, I was a sort of like the big fish in the small pond. I, I had a lot of friends, you know, all the girls like me. I was a cute cute little guy. Um, you know, I had a lot of, uh, just good things going for me and I was really popular. And then, you know, transitioned into high school. It's like, you know, I'm no longer that big fish. I'm actually a really small fish in a really big pond, uh, um, mm. sort of like an ocean. I mean, I went to a really big high school, it was like 3000 students and I lost a lot of my friends that I had in middle school. And then, you know, for years, I just kind of 
didn't, you know, two, three years kind of building up to that point, I just didn't fit in. I didn't find uh, friends. I tried to be someone else who I wasn't. I became really shy and secure. And these things just built up over time. And then, you know, uh, senior year comes around. I'm like, you know, everyone's going out, having fun, uh, hanging out with friends. And it's like just being alone and going home every day and having nobody to talk to, nobody to share my feelings with, nobody to hang out with. You know, this is a time when a lot of teenagers are going out and having fun and, you know, going to parties on the weekend and whatnot. And I'm sitting at home alone watching TV and, you know, just sort of uh, building up to the point where I, I had this realization, like I had no, nothing going for me, no friends, and I had no purpose for what my future was. And I think this just started building an anxiety inside of me of like, um, you know, I, I need something to change. And actually looking back now, the anxiety was a good thing because it triggered me to make this change in my life. Yeah. And I, I know that something that as humans, we all crave, it's, it's that connection with other people. And it must have been so hard going through high school, not having, and that's a critical time in your life as well, a critical time of growth and development. And to not have that connection with others, that would have been really tough. So what would you say to your 16 year old self, like going into high school to make the journey a bit easier? I would have said uh, probably a couple things, you know, I would have said that it's going to be hard no matter what I do. Like even if, you know, even if I made little changes or tried different things or put myself out there a little more, it was still going to be tough no matter what. Looking back, you know, we all face these sort of obstacles and, and, and letdowns and struggles and all that stuff. We face those things for a reason. I would just tell myself to weather the storm. Don't get overwhelmed by it. Don't get to the point where I was so depressed like I was. Um, whether the storm, it's going to work out in the end. But I would also have said to, uh, to put myself out there a little more and try not to fit into the crowd so much. Like I was all about um, trying to be popular, even still in high school and like being someone I wasn't. And, you know, I, I actually got in with the wrong crowd for a little bit and kind of did some stupid things that I, you know, regret a little bit, you know, just acting up and stuff like that. But I would have just said, be myself, be okay being myself and, you know, weather the storm because it's going to be all right in the end. But it's so hard in high school, isn't it? Because the, so the, the cool thing is to be like everyone else. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then as soon as you get out and you go to college and it's an even bigger pool, you know, it's the ocean. And then you realize <laughs> no one cares who I am. And all those other people in high school who thought they were too cool, no one knows or cares who they are either. And it's a great mm -hmm. leveler, I find. Yeah, um, actually, it's like a whole new, I mean, that's kind of what I tell people now too. If I ever get a, you know, like a younger guy email me or asking me questions or, you know, he's having str struggle and struggles in high school, I always say, you know, just weather the storm now. Like it, after you graduate, it's like everybody doesn't care at all. Like nobody cares about who you were in high school. Like you have a total reset and re refresh button you can click and just like become a new person like you have a new sort of identity that you just can take and you know you can either go one way with it and, and and you know be bad with that or you have a completely clean slate and you can make whatever you want with that mm. yeah love that so you started so once you've had this turning point in your life you realized you needed to make a change and you wanted to make a change and i think it's important to note here that you made that decision that you wanted to change and this is a decision that anyone can make at any time, right? Just like you said, you can, you can just choose, oh, this is now a blank slate and I'm just going to start over. And I think that's, I think that's awesome. So you were researching Tony Robbins, Eckhart Tolle and, and learning, and you said it took a little while for it to, to, to actually start making changes. But what were those initial things that you started doing that, that helped with this change? 
Uh, some of the things I initially did, I mean, like, uh, I didn't, I didn't like find Tony Robbins right away. I didn't find Eckhart Tolle, uh, Paul McKenna. I slowly like kind of found like a guy here or, you know, a guy there that, that worked. Like I said earlier, I, I tried everything that just came up and immediately, you know, the first thing I saw was the first thing I tried. And then I tried the next thing and the next thing and the next thing after that. Um, so it wasn't like I, I just found like these great people in my life, like immediately changed. It was like a lot of trial and error. Um, but some of the stuff that immediately helped and like immediately, uh, I implemented in my life was hypnosis. Um, self-hypnosis was a really big thing. Uh, for anyone who's familiar with that, it's basically like you take, uh, control of your subconscious mind, which controls like your feelings and emotions. You tap into it because normally we can't tap into it. We can't just say, you know, I want to be happy or I want to, um, be energized or I want to, you know, not be depressed right now. You can't just say that and, you know, flip your, uh, flip the switch or, you know, snap your fingers and you're happy and, uh, you're feeling great. But with, uh, something like self-hypnosis where your subconscious mind is controlling those things, you actually can tap into it and then give it positive affirmations. And when you're in a highly suggestible state and then slowly over time, like a few weeks or even a month, it's, uh, slowly conditions your subconscious mind to then have these feelings or these emotions or get over these things like depression or have things like confidence. So hypnosis was something I stumbled into early on and, you know, I fell in love with it and that was an incredible impact, uh, an, an incredible helper for my depression and anxiety issues right away. And then also some of the, uh, confidence CDs I, I started listening to with, with self hypnosis as well. And then, you know, there's things like Eckhart Tolle, like I mentioned, like living in the present moment was incredible for getting over the stuff. Um, finding things like, um, like, uh, exercise programs and, um, how to eat better, like dieting programs, which, you know, there's all sorts of things of, of eating the wrong foods can make you anxious or stressed out. Um, you know, eating the right foods can actually make you happier, um, ha- have a better sense of well-being. So I just kind of slowly started finding all these new things and was like, tr- like I said, trial and error. And a lot of it was working, um, towards the end. And I was able to kind of drag myself <laughs> out of this thing. That's amazing. Going back to the self-hypnosis, do you recommend a particular resource or person, author that listeners can go and check out if they're interested in learning more about self-hypnosis? Yeah, the three guys I always mention. Uh, the first guy is a guy named Dr. Andrew Dobson, and he's actually on your side of the world, Christina. I believe he's in Australia or New Zealand, one of those one of those countries. And um, he's an incredible guy, incredible hypnotist, uh, hypnotherapist. He's, he's, uh, he's a doctor. Uh, he's actually the guy I listened to in particular to get myself out of depression. And I had him on the show years later, which is pretty cool. I got to kind of thank him. Um, but Andrew Dobson is one. Uh, Paul McKenna is another guy who you may have heard of, uh, really big hypnotist and he's incredible for like weight loss and confidence. I use him as well for, for some of the confidence, um, sessions that he helped me out with. Uh, and there's another guy, Dr. Dave Hill, who's in the U.S., who's an incredible hypnotherapist as well. So those are the three like big ones I always recommend. So I understand that this is all a gradual process, and this is the same with with any you know for anyone doing this. You if you want to improve in some area of your life, it's always going to be this gradual transformation. How did that then impact the way you communicated with others? Yeah, I mean. As soon as I figured out, um, the depression, you know, I got over this anxiety. I got over these panic attacks I was getting all the time, sleeping better, dieting better, exercising regularly, taking some supplements, you know, magnesium, B complex, things like that to kind of help my overall energy levels, well being, et cetera. 
I was basically at like ground level again, like base level of where I was before, which was great because, you know, I wasn't depressed and anxious anymore. I wasn't suicidal, any of those things. Um, but I also knew I was missing something. I knew I had to figure the, the other part out. Like I knew there was still the, this other side that I hadn't gotten over yet. And that was the socializing side, the, the confidence side, the, the aspect that everybody needs, like the, the sort of X factor into, um, becoming a complete, a completely happy person. And it's like you mentioned earlier, it's connecting with other people. So I started putting myself out of my comfort zone at that point. Like I, I taken care of myself, my internal sort of demons, but then I had to figure out that other part. And that other part was connecting with other people. So I started putting myself out there, um, started making friends. Some of the things I did that were kind of crazy, um, looking back now, what was so helpful was I signed up for a dance class. I was the only guy and there was 30 women in the class. I did karaokeing regularly. I did acting improv classes, speech classes, like all these things that just push myself as far out of my comfort zone as possible. But these things gave me confidence and they actually exposed me to people who are like-minded and uh, would, would later become friends and, and you know, just great people to, to help bring me up along with them. What was that first dance class like? Oh, it was excruciatingly <laughs> horrible. Like I am not a good, I am not a good dancer at all. Um, I mean, even still now, I'm not a good dancer. I never was, but that that was just a terrifying, terrifying class. And um, the the great thing is though, I mean, the funny thing is, is I was scared before every single class, and this was probably like four months, four or five months long, um, two three times a week. And I was terrified before going into each and every single class. But at the end of every class, I felt like a completely new man. Like I felt like I could take on the world. That's how incredible these classes were. They just totally rejuvenated me, energized me, and gave me this confidence in myself like nothing else has ever done. So as, as scary as it was looking back and as scary as it was, you know, going into that and having to do those things, I, I cannot recommend doing something like that any more highly. Yeah. Was that the scariest thing you did during that period of your life? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say dance class was probably, probably number one. <laughs> what yeah. sort of, what sort of dancing was it? It was contemporary dance. So basically we did, oh. um, it was a mix of stuff. It was like hip hop. It was, um, salsa. It was reggaeton, so like just random stuff, like contemporary stuff that was going on now. Um, and, and, you know, they would mix it in every week, like try something new and we'd have to learn the new dance and, you know, dance with like the part, we'd grab a couple partners during the class and, and switch off and kind of dance with the different girls. Mm. So Hey, great way to m meet some women. Oh, it was incredible. It was, I went on like five <laughs> or six dates after that. <laughs> Fellas, if you listen to this, there you go. Untapped resource, dance classes. <laughs> Kill two birds with one stone. You get to overcome your fears and meet some women, which might be one and the same thing as well, if that's something you <laughs> struggle a little bit with. Oh, fantastic. Um, so Justin, I'd love to hear, like, I know, I know that you talk a lot about, um, confidence and, and you have a few key things that you share with people and how they can create their own confidence. Would you mind sharing a couple of those with us today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we mentioned stepping out of your comfort zone, like doing something that scares the heck out of you. But then when you finish it, you have, you have just this incredible confidence in you already. Um, that's basically one of the biggest steps in this. 
Um, also, self-hypnosis can be very effective as well, as we mentioned, with uh, things like confidence CDs, which will actually program your subconscious mind to, over time, have confidence. But some of the other tips I meant that I uh, haven't mentioned but I help out um, a lot of guys with is one of the most one of, probably the, the step number one and one of the easiest ways to gain confidence fast is to actually pretend to have confidence already. And this is sometimes a little controversial when I mentioned it at first, um, but it's like to pretend to be great. So think of like someone like Conor McGregor, James Bond, Muhammad Ali, you know, just someone with incredible, incredible confidence. You, you, you picture that person, the, the way they talk, the way they carry themselves, the vo- their vocal tonality, their, their body language, everything that makes that person confident. Think of that person and just sort of envision that for a moment. And then the next time you want to go out and and you're in a social situation or, you know, you're giving a speech or you're in a a place where you need confidence, you need to summon it quick. For someone who has zero confidence in those environments, pretending to have confidence already is actually the fastest way to get confidence. And um, I know that word pretend is kind of like, you know, taboo. It's not great to, to fake it till you make it. But in this case, it actually works. What happens is you, you pretend to be great, for, uh, pretend to have confidence. And for someone who has zero confidence in that, they actually, for the first time in their life, have an idea of what, if what it feels like to have the, to have confidence in that area. People that they're around actually give them feedback and it reinforces this. And, you know, they, they treat them better. They act better. They laugh, you know, at their jokes. They have better conversations with those people. And those people actually are programming their subconscious mind to, um, to feel what it actually feels like to have those, that confidence. And then uh, slowly over time, like you don't have to do this for ages, but maybe for the first couple of times in, in that new environment or that environment where you want to have confidence, um, slowly over time, that becomes real confidence. That sort of feigned, uh, faux confidence becomes a true confidence. And, um, people don't even have to sort of act anymore. It's, it's just who they are. It's their new, like, role that they, that they just fit into. Yeah. You just become it. Yeah. And that's hundred percent. And that's, it's the same with your body language. You know, if you just practice standing up straight and like pretending that you naturally have good posture or whatever, and you walk around confidently yet pretending that's where you are, then eventually you start to do it naturally. Um, you know, it reminds me of a story that, um, so I, I used to date this guy who told me that he would, every time he wanted to buy something from David Jones, which is this fancy department store that we have in Australia, if he wanted to get good service, he would wear a suit and he'd go there and he'd always get the attendant coming up and saying, hello, sir, what would you like? What would you like? And if he didn't want to be bothered by anyone, he would dress in his track pants, you know, and a t-shirt and old (laughs) runners. And he would just go in there and he said, no one would ever bother him. And and that just reminded me because it's like all you need to do is change your clothes and dress nice and people will automatically – it's horrible that they do this, but it's that's just the way people people are. If you dress really well, people are going to be more likely to treat you better because you look like you've got more authority or you're, I don't know, you're richer or whatever it is, especially if you go into a store. And and then that positive feedback then helps you to feel more confident. So it could be as simple, simple as changing your clothes. Um, mm-hmm. Awesome. So, Justin, you host the Elite Man podcast, which is – how many episodes are you up to now? Uh, something like 94, 95. Oh, fantastic. That's a, that's yeah. a great effort. And I know <laughs> you're about to launch another one, which I find 
incredibly uh, uh, inspiring because it's a lot of work producing a podcast. <laughs> can you can you tell us about can you tell us why you're creating a second podcast? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of just have the uh, podcast flu, I guess, at this point. <laughs> um, I, I love podcasting so much, and right now we have the show Elite Man Podcast. It's it's majority uh, of our audience is male, um, but I also so I want to have this new podcast to to hit not only men but also women. Um, but on the other side as well, it, the new show is going to be. Um, more of like the backstory of, of a lot of our guests. Like, you know, on the, on the Elite Man podcast, we talk about, uh, usually a specific topic and we kind of stick to that topic throughout the show, which is great. But sometimes I feel like we miss out on the backstory, you know, the daily habits, the background, the upbringing, some of the, uh, life lessons of the guests. And, and so this new show is kind of like a complimentary to the Elite Man podcast where we can kind of fill in those gaps. Um, and also, um, sort of cater to not only men, but also women as well. Fantastic. And when's that coming out? Uh, that should be out. Well, that will be out um, December 5th. So uh, that's um, on all iTunes, Stitcher, um, all that stuff. So yeah, it'll be December 5th. All right. Fantastic. And if people want to learn more about you and what you do, Justin, where can they go? Um, well, check out the show if you can. Um, subscribe to the show on iTunes. It's uh, J-U-S-T-I-N-S-T-E-N-S-T-R-O-M show. And uh, uh, you can Justin check out the website. Stenstrom, right? Yeah, Stenstrom. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> um, just or just check out show. the website. Okay. Yeah, that's simple. Fantastic. All right. Any final words for the listeners, Justin? Um, no, guys, I would just say um, sort of as a send off, you know, you have confidence in you already right now. And uh, just a matter of bringing it back up to the surface. And there's a lot of ways to do that. Uh, we covered a few in today's episode, but, uh, you know, don't give up. Just keep plugging away at it and eventually it will come. Fantastic. Thanks so much for your time, Justin. Thanks so much, Christina. I appreciate it. Big thanks again to Justin Stenstrom for being an amazing guest on the show this week. You can find out more about his work at EliteManMagazine.com or simply visit the show notes at TheCMethod.com slash Justin. And while you're at TheCMethod.com, remember to grab your copy of the Confidence Blueprint Bundle that is an ebook, audio series and bonus videos to help you be more confident and effective when making small talk, meeting new people and explaining what you do. All without being arrogant, of course. Head on over to thecmethod.com slash blueprint50. That's thecmethod.com slash blueprint50 to grab your copy. And that's all from me this week. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome and I'll talk to you next week. My name's Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.